0: This is special Shmon Esser explained. We're going to try to explain, shed, shed some light on the fewer lines that we say before jumping into the special things that we say on Hanukkah and Purim, which is, of course, We're not going to deal with the paragraphs of Bimei Matisyo or of Bimei Mordechai Vester, perhaps in other sessions. But here I just want to deal with those first few lines which are generic to both Hanukkah and Purim, and we say it so many times, hundreds of times, tens of times, it's uh, fitting for us to spend some time knowing what we're saying. And being as this is a special section, I, and it's uh, time-sensitive to the inyanidiyoma to to the Purim or the Hanukkah, which is coming up, Purim in this case, so I would like to spend a little bit extra time. It's going to be longer than our standard 10 minutes, which we try to stay almost always uh, towards, as you see, and I'll take a little longer so you can listen over a few uh, periods if you want. You can hear it all in one section if you want. But uh, that's what we're going to be doing. Okay, so let's jump in. <laughs> hmm, they kind of sound similar. We're, let's point out we're saying five things. And let's give a loose translation of these five ideas. Nisim is miracles. Okay, that's pretty understand. Porkan, what's porkan? Porkan is salvation or redemptions. Gvuros, mighty deeds, gvura. Chuos, what's chuos? Know, deliveries, salvation, kind of again. Mechamas wars. So I see here, uh, not five things, but I think we break it into three categories. We can put Nisim on their own, on its own, Nase, right? miraculous things. And then we see two sets that are pretty similar. Porkan and Chuos is quite similar as I'm struggling to find the right English words to separate between them. You can always make up some words and say one's salvation, one's redemption, but that doesn't mean too much, does it? Huh? One's delivery, deliverance, and one's salvation. What's the difference between deliverance and salvation? Back to the drawing board. And gvuras and melchamas are pretty similar. From those two sets of twos, which one is more similar? Porkin and chuos is more similar than gvuras and melchamas. Now, notable, let's say that they're Basically, synonymous terms which are just a little different one from each other, which does happen, but then it'll be the order would be difficult because let's say you want to say someone is very very bright, say he's brilliant and he's very 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 smart, and he's sharp and he's brilliant and he's very strong. You would put strong, which is a different category, separately. You wouldn't say he's brilliant, uh, physically strong, and very clever. That'd be an unusual way to speak. So if porkin and chuos is so close to each other, those topics. Why Do we say pork on chuos? We should say pork on the chuos, and we should put gvoros together with Muhammad. So that's an issue. So, this perhaps I really don't know, it doesn't explain why. Is why the Dover Shalom, right? Our guide, the Magna Vilna, learns very differently these five things. And what he does is he makes two sets the first three thing, th- first three operate together and the last two operate together that would be nisim porkon and gvurus is one set and then Shuasim and Muhammad is another set okay so that's again so that everything we said in our introduction might be why he feels uh the need to separate them now this is very interesting so what's the idea of nisim porkon and gvurus so listen to this i'll read to you what he says in Yane adam the topics of man the Nyanim of man break down into three areas Oh, binyan haneshama. Oh, a guf. It's spiritual matters. It's matters of the body. Or what? Oh, binyan. What do you fill in? This is gonna shock you. Mammon. Mammon. <laughs> that's that, That's the realm of men. I don't think I've ever seen this uh, coupling before. Guf ruach. We talk about guf and ruach all the time, right? But guf neshama. Guf neshama and mammon, hmm. and he says that nisim is binyan haneshama. Porkan is binyan a And gvuras is binyan a guf. Fascinating. Nisim is binyan haneshama. Porkan is binyan a mammon, like porkan or pidyon. Gvuras is binyan a guf. Interesting. We'll explain. Try to explain each one a little bit. But he also finds this. I'm not going to give all his examples. He has uh, three, I think, where he explains this idea. But there's a passage in Isha'a yutes Chavbeis 1922, which says, it says, Nagaf v'Rafo, that Hashem struck Mitzrayim and healed Klai And Nagaf, like Yigof Shor, or Shor the passage in Mishpatim. So Yigov is Nagaf, here is Nishama, Guf, and Porkan. N- excuse me, Nisim, Gvuras, Porkan, Nagaf. Nisim, Gvuras, Porkan. So he finds these three, the set of three in other places. Perhaps that's also why he felt uh, fit to make these three over here, because he has these Ramazim in other places. You could look um, there. So let's think about this. The, the, the most shocking for sure, I think, was. The idea that um, porkan is a lashen that relates to mammon, financial salvation. And one might think to himself, wait, 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 wait. We're talking about our neshamas, we're talking about our bodies, our money. Money is not that important, right? So the truth is, money is important. Um, we dive in every day for parnasa, And we daven for parnasa a lot. But is all about parnasa. Right there. After brach and shalom, the, first, the next thing we say is and We, have, In general, we make so many host in the Yom Narayim about parnasa. It's fascinating. If you look at the old machzorim, I don't know what goes on in the newer machzorim, but the old machzorim, um, the extra tefillahs, there's a standard tefillah, which Chazal gave us. And I don't know who, but later generations put in many, 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 many bakashas for Parnassah. Like when you ask for Parnassah, you have a whole extra thing on the bottom uh, about Parnassah. So parnassa is a real thing that we do need, uh, very much in low lane. If someone who doesn't have Parnassah know, knows how necessary it is. I have to say a, um, a wonderful story over from my Rebbe, Remendel Blachman, Shalita, that I remember his father was Neftar, I believe, on Ches Tishrei, uh, Rebbe Yitzchik Blachman, Zatzal. And so Rablachim was sitting Shiva over, I think, I guess Yom Kippur st- st- stopped the Shiva, but he was in that period or around the time that we say, Vesever Chaim Bracha Veshalem. And he said how, if I remember correctly, this is going back over 35 years, I think, but how he's so, you know, kind of upset. Rablachim was a very big, margish, and a very big, emissive person. And he said, We're talking about Bracha, we're talking about Sever Chaim, Chaim. You know, my father passed away and then together with that would get into Parnassa? Like, come on, what's what what's up? What, what's important, what's not important? But I think maybe even got up and he walked a little bit during the Shiva and Farakwe, if I remember. And then he, he was Mishashev Vidavar and he thought about it, he says, No, you know, if there's someone who doesn't have Parnasa, it's really fine. And Ani is Khosh Kameis, we know that. So that's really something we need, uh Parnasa. Let's not let's not be misalza on that. And the porkan, it's like pigeon also just in terms of the word porkan, pigeon i wanted to add um there was an accepted hasidic practice of, of of doris and doris hundreds of years i think it still goes on in some chaseris and some chasidish courts where when you ask the bracha rabbi for the bracha you give him a pill it's called a pigeon you bring him money not to make the rabbi rich to help him with his activities that he needs to do etc and as a way of perhaps opening up the the shari bracha etc but that was good that's called a pigeon which is also that lesson of pork and i just wanted to share that okay so the miracles, so that's porkun. And that's why, so the first thing we described is, that's why in this illustrious group of three, the first two which are so obvious are goof and our neshama, but the mammon, our mammoness has to be in there. And we thank Hashem for our salvation. Hashem, thank you for saving our money, right? The money that we were saved on Hanukkah, the money that we've been saved on Purim, our money which was, 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 at, um, was ready to be utterly lost. You know, so much... Jewish wealth we know was lost in the war, and so many had to start over, and the Shari Bracha were open, and so many didn't make so much. But believe me, there are people who came to America penniless, and they stay penniless. So so that's of Porkan Nisim is, Gvuras is to the body, right? You did mighty deeds to save our bodies. You did mighty deeds to save our bodies. Now, this is interesting to me, and I think this needs a little bonus, a little thought also, Nisim or to the Neshama? Well, why, why are Nisim to the Neshama specifically? What's that about? So it took me a while to understand, but I'll share what I think. The Dover Shama is very, very Mikatsar here. He didn't write uh, in a long way. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Here he spoke uh, Bikitsur. So I'd like to share my idea. And it made a lot of sense to me when I thought about it, because who, who needs the miracle ultimately? Our bodies don't need a miracle, life wants to continue. Uh, those who know about biology a little bit, I've read about biology, uh, certain books which are excellent that say, you know, there's an amazing, uh, you see all over the physical world, some little uh, leichen, or I hope I'm saying that right, sticks to some rock in uh, Greenland, Iceland, and it stays there for uh, stays there for sixty years, <laughs> and it wants to continue. It life needs the body needs gurus, it needs my needs, but it doesn't need a nace. Why does Hashem make Nisim? The Rebona makes Nisim because the soul gets awoken by an ace. Right? think about it, how much chizuk can one get through an ace? How much strength in this character? How much emuna? How much Abbas Hashem can you get? Right? Kimu B'Kiblu, we know the Purim story, Kimu of you are in Shabbos Pechas, says, Kimu Mashi Kiblu Kfar, that as opposed to when we received the Torah, but there's something lacking, because it was forced, and here they were they rededicated themselves, and the Lashon of Rashi is, with the love of the Nase. So it's really our souls, this was very illuminating to me, once I thought about it, it's our souls which really are the ones, in fact, that need the Nase. Our body doesn't need the Nase, our body needs to continue. But why does it have to be done in a way that we can look at and perceive? Because our souls need that. And that's really, it's our Ruch HaNisai which needs the Nisim. So that's Allah Nisim. So Hashem, so let's go through now the three things. Allah Nisim, we're thanking you, Hashem, for the Nisim. The Nisim you made in order to enhance our souls. And that our souls can still be enhanced in today and uh, thousands of years later. And how much chizuk we get from the nisim of Hanukkah and from the nisim of Purim, the nisim the Starim, the nisim of gluim, the revealed miracles, the miracles of the wars, which are less, which are not as revealed, right? A person has to take chizuk in his life from the nisim the star and the nisim of gluim, all of that. Al nisim. Vaal ha porkun. And of course, Hashem, we don't forget to thank you for the essential thing. You saved our money and you allowed our money to continue and you kept our financial situation viable and continuing. And we didn't fall to poverty. Vaalag Vurus. And of course, we thank you also for the salvations you've done to our bodies. Hmm. Which brings us to Chuos the So he's learning that, again, the Chuos and are the second set. We had one set of three things, and now we have another set of two things. And the Chua is a salvation specifically from the Melchamas. Right, we we're in a mechamah. Anybody who knows, right? I know I, I get stirred even now when I read about World War II. I was reading recently about Reviron Cutler's escape. Uh, it, was, it was it was shivering to me. Right, when you think about the fact that he was this close to getting stuck, and then he just got out. And we know those that didn't get out, etc. And what the story was, you know, how he left his talmidim. They're crying. and got in, he had to leave, leave to try to save the yeshiva. You didn't want to leave originally, you didn't leave, and then the communists, etc. It's like, stirring, right? Mechama is dangerous. So you need to be saved from the Muchamah. Shuas will the Mechamas. But what's interesting here is that if the idea of the chua means specifically the salvation from the war, so then it should have said Why is it alluchas So listen to this. Shemihukia B'a Yeshua. Generally the Yeshua comes after the Tzara. But And Hashem makes it the opposite. She ha yeshua Hashem puts the yeshua before the Tzara. Incredible. Hashem plants the seeds of the Yeshua before the Muhammad. So we mean the chua from the Muhammad but we're specifically changing the order around to show that the Shua happens before the Mechama happens. When a war happens, Hashem is already planting the seeds. I don't have a picture, but for sure in 1935 and 1936 and 1937, with the the Holocaust, God forbid, looming, and all the the untold destruction, and the told destruction that happened there, but the seeds of Yeshua were there. And I want to give one amazing example of this. Those who know the story, there was a very high-ranking Israeli... uh, Zikron Lavracha Eli Cohen, our man of Damascus, probably the most famous Israeli spy who penetrated very, very, very deeply into the Syrian uh, upper echelons and did great things for Khalil Yisrael, for us, and Eretz Yisrael, and sacrificed his own life and eventually died and was hung in Damascus. And uh, Zikron Lavracha Mamish. And it's known one of the things he did was he used to visit in his positions. Of course, he was people thought he was Syrian, and I forgot whether he was a businessman, or he, he but he very much had penetrated the military establishment, and he used to visit Syrian bases, and he would advise them to plant a certain tree. This is in the 60s, 62, 63, 64, and they would plant that tree in their base. It was good, he said, it's good for um, shade, and it'll be nice for the soldiers, etc. and they'd listen to him. And then in 1967, we knew exactly where to bomb because of those trees, so that was his amazing mysterious nefesh. But that's also being marked in Yeshua, right? It means the Yeshua was there. The Melchama isn't there yet, but the but the Yeshua is already putting in place. Hashem is Yeshua; so he plants Yeshua, and they're always there in place. And then our our final ha'ara here is the Melchamas. All right, we learned about the first three nisim, Porkan Gvorus. That was. We thank Hashem for the soul, for our souls which are saved, for our money which is saved, and for our bodies which are saved, etc. While at is the second set of two, is we're thanking Him for the salvation from the Milchamah. But it seems that we're thanking Him for the Muhammad itself. Now, we might have said, thanking Him for the Muhammad, we don't really mean the Muhammad, we mean the salvation from the Muhammad. But you can't say that anymore because we said Shu'as already. And that anyway, it's not such a simple shot in Milchamah. So what does it mean that we're at? What does it mean when we say that we're saving from the muhammas. So I think the idea is that we're thanking Hashem for the Muhammad itself. Thanking Hashem for the Muhammad itself? So I think it's very understood. War can, and very often does, bring out the very best in the people, right? Those who know the history of World War II a little bit know that England's English, is, as Churchill said, in a thousand years, they'll say this was their finest hour, and, I have the picture of this uh, English guy with one of those like funny metal uh, helmets on his head, you know, smiling with a little space between his teeth over over a pile of rubble in the London Blitz and you saw the fortitude and everybody knows it the fortitude of the English people during the London Blitz. That brought out something in them which they didn't have until then, right? It brings out this fortitude, this grit, this determination, right? This actus. And that's on the physical side. On the spiritual side, Malam a person gets to a whole different level of reliance on Hashem. Regular times we're on our own, we know what we're doing. But so often Muhammad, someone looks at this. Side, I really have no idea. How much is that Tveikus worth? How much is that Mesiris Nevesh worth? How much is that Tefillah worth? Now, Leib, Someone came to Ravar and who had Neshtayim in the Gadol Ador and had two daughters that Need and the person joyously told Ryan Labe, you know, after good, good, good kufa where they hadn't gotten engaged, you know, got engaged. Ryan Leib said, Mazato, he said, But you have to know you lost now that source of deep tefillah which you had. So the Muhammad represents that source of deep tefillah. How much is that Vegas worth? And of course, just in general, thinking about what's really important, Muhammad gets a person down to the brass tacks, you know, not to sweat the small stuff. So Afterwards for sure we thank Hashem also for the Mechama, all the Stiiging and all the all, all the hasagot, all the understanding we got to. So that's Alanisim, Valapurkan, Valagvuros. That's out of three. And then Valachus and mechamas and Hashem. we should see Bashisla we should see in our own times. Nisim, porkan, gvuros, Chuas, and um, only good things.